All right, welcome to the Joe Kilgallen Podcast, a.k.a. Kilgallen's Pub. I'm your host, Joe Kilgallen. As always, thank you for checking out the podcast. like to thank my Patreon subscribers first and foremost. You all are amazing. Just posted some uh, bonus podcast stuff on there. there. So if you're not a Patreon member, you want to check that out, go to patreon.com slash Joe Kilgallen. And for as little as $3 a month, you get exclusive content, some stand-up comedy stuff that's only released there, old podcast episodes, some blogs, all fun shit. Uh, I've got a guest this week after two weeks of going solo because of uh, some confusion on my end one time and just all sorts of weird shit gets in the way of life. We all know how that works. But again, thank you for everyone for listening. Uh, YouTube subscribers, you guys are the best. If you're not subscribed to the YouTube, get on that. Very excited for today's podcast. Good friend of mine, someone who I always love running into, love hanging out with. Uh, she works at the Laugh Factor. She's also a producer of a hot new comedy show in the city of Chicago called Chronic Laughs. Everyone, welcome to the Joe Kilgallen podcast, the one, the only, Jessica Lene. What up, Jessica? Hi, how you doing? Good, how are you? I love that you're right in front of your closet there. You got some cool jackets in the background. (laughs) I wasn't sure. I was like, should I be in my living room or should I be in my bedroom? So I was just like, I don't feel like moving, so bedroom it is. No, you got good lighting, and that's that's what matters, I guess, for video, and the sound's good. I know a lot of podcasters who will actually be in their closet for the best, because like the acoustics in a closet are pretty damn good. Is that what they say? That's what they say. I don't know. I feel like, you ever notice, though, personally, when you sound your best? They say the shower has good acoustics, which is why people who sing in the shower tend to think that they are very good singers, when in fact, they suck. Yeah, I, I don't know about you. Are you a shower they, uh, singer? Yeah, but I also heard somewhere that they used to uh, record a lot of Motown records in in uh, showers and stuff like that. Like my girl was recorded in the shower, or like well, in the I bathroom. Mean, yeah. Okay, well, my girl's an amazing song, but I also <laughs> think though, if you're naturally a great singer, you'd sound probably even better in the shower. Even better. But my, yeah, I think probably. the point about the bad singers in their mind sound better in the shower and they probably do. There is something about the acoustics of a shower. You got the water running and then, you know, a tub is like what cast iron or whatever the hell it is, porcelain or whatever. I could see that having a good effect in your car. You sound good too, because it's like padded above you. It's almost like padded the way recording studios padded. Yeah. Yeah. I I can see that. I can see that. I mean, but in the car is more so like scream singing though. Oh yeah, you're shouting. You, you got to shout, sing. <laughs> I don't like ballads in the car. If I'm singing, I want to sing something that's got some giddy up to it. You don't want to sing a sad song in the car because people are going to think this guy's going to drive into traffic. Look at him; he's depressed. He's going to turn this car. He's going to drive that Honda CRV into oncoming traffic. This is a weird suicide that's about to unfold. I think people would think that if they saw someone, a man who looks like me, driving <laughs> with one tear going down his face as I'm singing like a Dell or some shit. That's not going to be good for anyone, you know? You're not playing Adele in your car. You're not. The only Adele song I like, uh, a mutual friend of ours, Danny Kells, got me into. <laughs> me and him were playing pool at a dive bar. This would have been like 2013, I think right when she was blowing up. And mm-hmm. that song, Rolling in the Deep, came on. And it was the first time I ever heard Adele. And he was like, ooh, I like this song. It's my jam. And I'm like, who the <laughs> fuck is this? It's like, this is Adele. And it was, it was a good tune. It was. But then the rest of it was all like depressing and you broke my heart and... You know, which I know a lot of music is like that, but I just her last one. It's just like Rolling in the Deep had a beat to it. It had some music behind yeah. it. I don't like songs where it's just like, hey, look how great my voice is. Yeah, good for you. You have a good voice. Can we hear some drums, too, while you sing? That'd be nice. OK, <laughs> so like, no, Jessica, I feel like for you. I mean to cut you off just then, but I feel like uh, I should tell the audience this is your first time or second time on a podcast. This is like my fourth time on a podcast. Okay. All right. Yeah. I, I, I talked to you about it and you were like, I've only, I knew you'd been on one before. I didn't know if you'd been on a couple or whatnot. I know I come right. I come right out the gates with a lot of n- nonsense. I like to rant a little bit up front. So sorry. You're probably sitting back on Joe's crazy. I forgot how crazy Joe is. This is how I look at you all the time. Thing. Anyway, what are you, talking you do, about? you do. You're very <laughs> expressive with your eyes and I appreciate that about you. Now, Jessica, do you mind if we start off talking about this? I know there's a big topic you want to talk about, and I believe it's like we're going to get into some mental health, everyone. I believe it was Mental Health Awareness Week last week. 
or a day. I don't know if it gets a day or a week or a month. It should get a month. It should get it a should. 24, 365, you know? Uh-huh. Uh, but you're also into horoscopes, which I have a lot of friends who are into horoscopes. And by now, you'd think I'd have some sort of solid knowledge, base knowledge, but I don't. I'm still very ignorant to astrology. So <laughs> that's like very at. Virgo of you. So that's very Virgo of me. See, that's that's a typical yeah. thing. I don't get any of that shit. People will be like, Oh, you're a Virgo. You would never be right for a Sagittarius. Or you would, you know, I just go, I don't know what, why, what does this matter? You know, well, try to you sell know. it to me, sell it to me. Like I'm a person who doesn't know, like, I don't know anything. I'm a clean slate. You're my teacher. The listeners are your teacher. And you're trying to tell people what's cool about astrology and why they should explore the subject. So, I mean, well, what's cool about it is that like astrology has actually been around for like, for like longer than actual like religion itself. So a lot of people, they like, they don't believe in it or they they blame God or the church for them not believing in it, but it's just like, okay, but astrology is literally in the Bible. Like, how do you think the three wise men found Jesus? Like they had to follow the North Star. So, um, but yeah, astrology, all of it isn't like 100% accurate when it comes to, people because people themselves are they're different they you know they and plus you also have like a rising and then you have a moon that also can create that can like kind of alter what your sun sign is your sun sign is is like what you give off like uh outwardly so like your sun sign is like who you are like in like uh i guess like one-on-one relationships like i'm very like extroverted and stuff like that and I can see like you are like a perfectionist and uh, a Leo that's my sun sign and you a Virgo they tend to be very perfectionist like think of all the Virgos you know they're very like you know I don't want to say stagnant I don't even know if that's the word but they're very like together you know like Beyonce and uh Michael Jackson were perfectionists. I mean, they're both Virgos, so they could be like considered perfectionists. I don't know. I don't want to get Beyonce's into Beyonce's a Virgo. Yeah, makes me feel great. <laughs> That's the only, she's the only Virgo I like outside of you. And uh, <laughs> yeah. So but, why is that uh, you don't like perfectionists, or is it because your sign goes against that? <laughs> you guys are are boring and judgmental. I I disagree. So you think Beyonce is boring? Come on. Yeah, she is boring. That's why she doesn't talk to us anymore. She literally doesn't talk to us anymore. When's the last time well, you've seen a Beyonce interview? <laughs> by the way, I think that makes her a genius because she knows that the people, us, are idiots. So why would you waste your time with that? In her position, think about it. That, I mean, yeah, I guess so. I, I don't disagree on the judgmental side. And I'm trying to fight against that. I really am trying to think more and more like, all right, I don't know what this person's going through and all that other stuff. But I think Virgo's... My, I'm just talking about for myself here. We're insanely considerate of others, though, because I know so many Virgos who I feel like we all feel like, or at least people born around the time I am. Maybe there's some of them might be let's the next one Libra or some shit. Where we're just like, man, can you believe that asshole? So that's us being judgy, but we're also like, how the fuck does this person not realize they're in everyone else's way? Like, how selfish are they? And I think Beyonce, being this megastar, one of the most famous people on the planet, easily is probably thinking anything I say gets twisted and turned and all this other stuff. I've got family that loves me. I've got my people. I don't need to give interviews all the time. Um, so I can see more and more celebrities backlashing against that public exposure. That's just a guess on my end. That's just a judgment on be. my end. I mean, the last time I got really excited about a Beyonce interview, just in general, was when she she made this announcement that she was going to be on Good Morning America and everybody was just like, oh my God, she's about to drop this album. But essentially what it was, was like, she was, it was an interview about her going vegan. And I was like, did I really just wake up at five o'clock in the morning to see this? But uh, I'm not even going to sit over here and pretend like I know everything that there is to know about astrology. I'm still learning. Um, I'm learning about like just spirituality, just like in general. Um, and how it all ties into like religion into like, you know, also self-love. But, you know, as I learn, I always try to like 
say it back to people so they can like I guess like see where I am or see how I am as a person so they're not like oh well, this person is just rigid it's like no like sometimes I just gotta take a step back and like look at people understand people by like first their sign you know how they grew up where they grew up and you know how that all came to cultivate into like this being that I'm having this either conflict or conversation with well, I love that. Everything you just said, I love. I think people need to be more curious. You know, I, I talked about the show Ted Lasso last week, and there's a great line in the end of season one where he's quoting, who's he quoting? Some famous poet, Whit, Walt Whitman, I think, where uh-huh. uh, there was like a picture of Walt Whitman and it said, like, be curious, not judgmental. And right. which, yeah, so everything, I think it, that's why I like as I've aged, God, I'm getting old. Um, talking to people who are digging deeper and trying to learn new things and all this kind of stuff. I talked about how I discovered I liked Nepalese food last week. Whereas in 10 years ago, I would have been like, I'm not trying that. That doesn't look appealing to me. But instead I actually took a few bites. I'm like, I want this every day. Now this tastes amazing. So like while you're investigating that, um, have it, has it strengthened your resolve of like, oh, this is typically how a Pisces acts? Or has it made you think to yourself, ah, maybe it's a framework, but people at the end of the day are individuals and they'll choose their own path. But maybe they're built within the framework of acting like a certain way and then they could, you know, go different roads. Uh, it's just helped me like deal with people on the surface. Like, you know, I don't want to deal with anything beyond that. Unless like I'm going to have like a personal relationship with these people. If it's, if it's an associate, it's just like, okay, bitch, you over there. I don't give a fuck. Like, this is just how you are. Uh, but if it's somebody that like, I'm actually like, say if I'm dating somebody, if I'm interested in somebody, I want to know like how they are as a person, like outwardly. And then, but how are they behind closed doors? Like how to deal with that person, you know, like in astrology kind of helps me in that way. So. That's cool. I hope I, I answered realized- your question. I'm kind of like off. I haven't, I barely had my, my, uh, what you call it? My multivitamin. So I'm just like, and I don't have coffee here. I'm like, ugh. <laughs> well, just to give everyone a, a background, we are recording at about, we started recording at like 1230 in the afternoon. That's very early for podcasts. Very early for me. Typically, I usually record at night, but I had a bunch of stuff come up and I'm like, you know, I have to do, I have to release an episode with a guest. I can't go solo again. I got to, I got to do it this way. But Jessica, I just thought of a really fun game for you to play. And this is a fun game for anyone who has the means to do or the access, I should say. You you work at the Laugh Factory as a server, like, you know, on, on the weekends, right? And yeah. so you're also into astrology. When you deal with customers, we know, right? People could be shitty. So I wonder if someone's giving you crap or being rude, you know, you later could be like, oh, I need your driver's license with your credit card when they close up and that way you could confirm you could be like typical uh you know Taurus or whatever right you could definitely you could say yeah. that you could almost play a game with yourself where you guess what they are and then you later get access to their ID so it could confirm your suspicions yeah yeah I mean yeah that that really does happen uh quite often and, and I've also had people kind of ask me like right back so what are you a Leo I'm like yeah and it's like whoa you have like all the stereotypical you know what do you call it? Uh, characteristics of a Leo, but I I don't think that I act like the typical one. But you know, I feel like everybody doesn't. They don't believe that they act like a typical whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like yeah, when you called me boring, uh, I but I don't know you. That. I don't know you like beyond Laugh Factory. But how can a stand comedian be boring? <laughs> Because, I guess that there's like, a, a few could be doing stand up is your job. It's your job. But once you get off the stage, like all that falls away. Like I was just talking to two comedians uh, recently about that. It's just like you can always tell the comedians who like didn't who were, like nerves and didn't like really have like. Uh, ouch. I don't even know if I should be repeating this, but you should. You can always tell like they were they were nerds or they were like you know didn't have like any type of a personality in high school, but now being a comedian is their personality. And so like when you're sitting in the green room, like all they're doing is just like riffing off of each other. Meanwhile, the ones who are like cool, 
they have always been cool, but they just also been like cool and funny. They just know how to just like chill and lay back, you know. So definitely. Like, <laughs> but you know, like outside of that, I can I can I can see you always being cool because you're not somebody that's always like riff 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 riff. It's like those who are exhausting to be around. But I agree. You're not exhausting to be around. Thank you. I agree with you. Those people are exhausting, and a lot of those people are typically from the improviser community, a lot of improvisers, second city kids, IO, you know, I mean, there were, there are a lot of them hilarious people, but we call it running shtick. Cause we used to, when I was started doing stand up, every now and then you'd find yourself at a party where a few standups would go and we're like, well, whose party is this? Ah, oh, this girl I met, you know, she does like shows at the annoying. She's in an improv troupe or whatever improv team. They call them. I'm like, Oh, okay. And then as soon as we're there, we're like, Oh God, these people are dorks. Because they yeah. just don't, they're bouncing off the wall. They're running shtick. They're trying to be hilarious with everything they say, where it's like, hey, can we just be a person for a little bit? Can we just be people? Right. You know? and, and if something funny comes up, I played poker with a bunch of comedians a few nights ago. We were laughing our asses off the whole night, but nobody was trying to be funny. Stuff came right. up and then we were funny, but nobody was like trying. And if I could add to what you're saying, Jessica, good friend of this podcast, Marty DeRosa, he said it best. I don't know if he came up with this. I know you're a big Marty fan. Everyone loves Marty. Uh-huh. I love um, him. Yeah, I love him too. He, I got to get him back on. Anyway, <laughs> he once said to me, he goes, you could always tell there are comedians who on the class field trips in grade school who would sit at the front of the bus and they're quiet and they're just kind of writing down funny little stuff in their notepad, but they're not really talking to people. And then there was the comedians at the back of the bus who like everybody was like, this guy's hilarious. They're, they're kind of like being mm-hmm. mischievous. They're like talking shit. They're like, that's how they got attention. So I think he's right there. The, there's the kids who sat at the front of the bus and kids who sat at the back of the bus. And both are really funny, just in completely different ways. Yeah. Yeah. So now let me ask you this. I've been running into people and they go, oh, man, what are the comedy shows like now that everything's kind of back fully open? And for the most part, I've been pretty lucky. But I want to ask you from a service standpoint, audiences pre-pandemic versus audience post-pandemic have you noticed a difference um well when we came back like the first time we came back everybody was cool as hell like the first after the first wave like back in um it was like august of 2020 yeah so everybody was cool you know i think i i still remember the first show i worked it was really eerie like People were afraid to laugh and like comedians would be like, it's okay, you can laugh, you know. But then we also had to wear, I can understand how like audiences beforehand were just like, they they felt a little bit more free because seats were like really jam-packed, especially like if you remember Laugh Factory, the seats were so like packed together. Like we used to have the two rows of seats and then a row with no, no tables behind them. Like everybody, you could fit just in like the pit alone, like, maybe cl- close to like 150 people or something like that. Like that's, that's what I believe. I mean, maybe that could be an exaggeration, but that's what it always felt like to me. It was just like that you could fit so many people in the pit. And now like, if we were to try that now, um, especially when we came back and we had like, we had on the face mask and then we had the shield and then we had to wear the gloves. So I can see like how people were just like, you know, is this okay? Is it okay for me to be here? The only reason I'm here is because I got free tickets, you know, like, yeah, just kind of feel that. But uh, after the second wave, I felt like because uh, we left and then we came back after the second wave the, uh, and we came back like in March of this year, I could see people being a little bit more relaxed because even though things were regulated, like during uh, the time that we had to go back into quarantine, which was like what October through March of this year. Yeah. It's like everything just kind of seems very, like I said, relaxed. People are more relaxed because, like, although stuff was regulated, people were still out there doing their own thing. And then, like, the vaccine came out, and I've been vaccinated since April. So uh, I can see people being like a little bit more chill but as far as like how they're kind of like acting now i see it is going back to what it used to be but prior to that i was just like it's never going to get like that again but you know i was proven wrong 
the feel is is back there. People are excited for comedy again. Uh, are people nicer? I want to say they were nice when they first came back, but now people are just like, you know, I don't know, not as nice as they used to be, but still nice. You have like a, what should I say? You have like an equal mix of people who are like really, really sweet and they thank you for coming out and, and serving them and stuff like that. And then you have another wave of people who were just like, oh my God, like, you know, it's, I don't even know how to explain that part, but, you know, it makes I sense hope that to me. Makes sense. Okay. No, it totally makes sense to me. You know, when things were open between the waves, people were like, Oh my God, we're out. This is great. I, I gotta enjoy the hell out of this. I'm so grateful. You don't know what you have till it's gone. And then things come back and people are still a little bit, this is great, but now people are easing back into pre-pandemic life. And that kind of sucks in a way because you'd almost hope that people would be even more or they would like sustain that kind of gratitude. Uh, where it's like damn it, dude, six months ago, we couldn't do this. And here we are six months later and you're starting to act like a dick again, or you're taking this for granted, not even acting like a dick, but just taking it for granted. That part always like worries me a little bit. And that's why, you know, I talked about this on the podcast recently. I've been trying to have like a year one mentality. I keep telling myself, meaning I need to approach doing comedy. Like I did my first year, my first year, I had no expectations. I just wanted to go out there and be the funniest person I could be. And, and that was it. Yeah. And I think that was such a good mentality to have instead of being like, what do I have to do to get to this place or what do I have to do or, or any little bad show you took the wrong way or whatever it may be. And you'd wish human beings in general would have that, but I'm afraid we're slowly going back to what it was. So yeah. when everyone says stuff like the world will never be the same. Okay. Yeah, maybe, maybe it won't, but I really think I'm already seeing it be the same. I was up and down Well yeah. Street in Chicago a few weeks ago, and there was three bars that had lines 100 yards deep outside their door. And I'm like, people are really waiting in line to be shoulders to asses to strangers. There's not even a big game on. It was just weird. I think people were just really tired of being in a house or being forced to be in a house, you know. But at the same time, like, I felt like the quarantine was a good time for us to learn how to be alone, you know. And yeah. I, I think a lot of people were just like, I don't like this. You know, because like they just have to be creative uh, or different ways to like entertain themselves, and they don't know how to be. Maybe there are some people who don't who don't know how to be normal outside of being around a bunch of people. You know, like I grew up an only child. I have a I have a half brother, but with my mom, I grew up my an only child, so I know how to be alone. Whereas, like I've have you ever been around people who you just like, yo, can you just like chill? Like they're, you know, I think that those are the people who are out there at the club, like, ah, you know, like going crazy or berserk or whatever, or raising hell with the staff or whatever, because they just don't know how to fucking chill and just be like, okay, well shit happens or whatever. So, or they just don't know how to be alone, period. That's, that's my personal opinion. I've actually been like kind of working that out in my head a little bit, just like, there's so many people who just don't know how to sit and just like just sit and shut the fuck up. There's yeah. a lot of people who don't know how to do that. No, that's a great point. I think a lot of it's that you know, we're all so addicted to our phones that it yeah. makes it hard for people to sit and chill. Louis C.K. way back when he was allowed to be on talk shows, he was on Conan <laughs> in like 2015, 2014, I want to say. And it was uh -huh. really funny because he was talking about you know, his daughters were like 11 or 12 at the time, or one of them was 11 or 12. And he's like, yeah, she's like the only one that doesn't have a cell phone in her class. And people are like, oh, come on. They all have cell phones. He's like, well, just because they're all doing the stupid thing. And his right. main point was that, like, when people get so addicted to social media and so addicted to their phone, they don't know how to be a person. They can't just sit like in a waiting room, just like, yeah, I'm just sitting here doing nothing. And he goes, that's an important part of being a person now. And I find myself doing this, too. Whenever I'm sitting still, I'm like, I just check my phone and I'm like. Why am I scrolling the same five apps that I just scrolled seven minutes ago? There's no right. new information for me. It's it's a kind of a, a fucked up thing that's going on in our brains. I think what I meant before, and you're and you're you're dead on. You were dead on that people were just tired of being cooped up against their will too, you know, and being told you have to stay home, you can't do this, you can't do that. I get all that, and yeah, I miss being at a, you know, I went to some Cubs games where it was packed, and being at a fun concert. I I get all that. I think what I wanted people to retain when coming back, 
because of course you wanted shit to go back to before there was a pandemic, duh, right? Who wouldn't want that? But I wanted people to kind of, you know, realize how precious life is and be more yeah. grateful and all that kind of stuff. And in some regards, be like, hey, you know, that stuff we used to do, that was kind of stupid. You know what I mean? Going to dumb places and um, you just like, I don't know, a few things, a few little things like that that would always irk me. I was kind of like hoping people would be like, yeah, let's never do that again. Let's never go on a fucking 30 bar pub crawl with a bunch of assholes that we work with that we don't really like. Like things like little shit like that, that I always hear about people they do. And then they later complain about I'm like, you don't have to do that anymore. Yeah. Life's short. Say no to more things. Trust me. You'll be a happier person. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So yeah, let me. I agree. <laughs> no, I know you. I, I that's fine. I, there was no real segue there. I get you. I got you. Um, so <laughs> it's mental health awareness, something or other. I think you're just laughing at me because you think I'm goofy, right? No. <laughs> Jessica. No, I'm still recovering from last night's chronic laugh. So you have to forgive me. <laughs> All right, I forgive you. I forgive you. Because look, hey, this is we're getting philosophical on this goddamn podcast right now. We really are. I was I was thinking about some other stuff too, but it was just like I wasn't sure how to like really articulate it without like I don't know. Like I'm gonna go back to that for a second. Just wanna let you know. Like I feel like those people who don't know how to just go out and have a nice time or just sit down and just have to like shut the fuck up or even just learn how to just stay at home and have a nice time. I think those are also the same people who like drive from lane to lane in traffic. Like say you're in traffic and you're stalled. This person just can't sit there. They got to move there because this line is moving and then they got to go over there. Then they have to do that. And then they have to go up Then they have to go down. And then it's like, it's just like all that stuff. I was just thinking about it. And I was just like laughing at myself because I was just like, why didn't you say that? No, you're dead on though. Those people, you're right. Like, I think the message <laughs> is people need to learn how to be able to shut the fuck up. Just be still for a little bit. I've been, I, at any, everyone at some point in their life has been that person where they're like, this is the faster lane and that's the faster lane. It's really like, no, just fucking chill. Sit in the just lane chill. you're in. You're not going anywhere further. You're not, you know, it's like these people, um, where I live, I often sometimes have to take a right off this busy street and there's a red light right there. Should it, be, it should be so easy to turn right onto this busy street before the red light or before the light in general. But a lot of times it's not. People won't let me in. And I'm like, why are you in a rush to stop? You have to stop like immediately. There's a red light there. Let me in. We're both stopped. I don't understand these idiots yeah. who they, they're speeding up just to stop. And just I think stop right that, in front of you. Yeah, it's a fucking problem. It really is. Yeah. If I were like doing the curriculum for like the for grade schools or like you know, Chicago public schools or, or any school district. I don't know why they put me in charge of that, but I would teach meditation at a very young age, especially now where everything is just like in your fucking face and yeah. content, 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 entertain me, entertain me. I realized my kids don't even know what commercials are. And at first I thought that was great because they don't want whatever the it toy is. Cause you remember your little kid, you're watching like for me, the X-Men animated series. And then there's a commercial yeah. on for like, some new Power Ranger toy or something. And I'm like, I want that. I want that. They don't see commercials, which is good. But then I remember we were at my dad's house and he's old school. And like a commercial came on while they were watching like SpongeBob or something. And they were like, oh, skip this shit. <laughs> they didn't say shit. Oh, obviously. wow. They didn't say skip this shit. <laughs> I know, That's how I, I know they didn't in curse. their brains. They're foreign too. They don't know how to say skip this shit. But they're basically kind of like, what, what is this? Why are we watching this? We can't go back to the the story we were just watching and i'm uh -huh. like yeah i mean they so they don't they don't know commercials so that's a positive because commercials are you know it's always trying to sell you some bullshit but then commercials i think maybe at a young age kind of taught us a weird little bit of patience where it's like all right we gotta wait and i don't think you know they're not used to waiting so that's a no they're not dynamic no no one is is used to waiting so and that's that's definitely something that like i wish would come back uh, like the patients and stuff like that that we first had during the first wave because remember when they told us that it was going to be like two weeks and everybody was like okay just two weeks and yeah. then it just turned into like longer waiting I think that like maybe that was like uh, one of the things that God put upon us to be like yo okay so y'all have had it too good for the past like what 20 plus years you're going to have to wait a little bit you're going to have to wait until you have like the the green light to go you know so, but yeah, 
I mean, it is what it is, especially in service industry. It's just, it's that whole, it's, it's very mental. Yeah. I used to work as a server. I always felt like everyone should experience working as a server at least one point in their life. Cause it does teach you a lot about how to be a better person in different interactions, you know, yeah. cause you know, I, I remember dealing with this one table where they were just awful and I'm like, I'm giving them great service. Everything's coming on time, but they just seemed awful. And then I remember they left a really big tip and then wrote a note going and said like, sorry, we're going through some shit. And I'm like, Oh, nice. Okay, cool. Um, mm -hmm. and then you're kind of thinking, Oh, you got to kill people with kindness and other people. It's like, no, I just want to kill you. Um, cause I think <laughs> I'd be doing the world a, a, a service at some point, you know, so that's, it's a tough, it's a very tough job and it's often thankless. So be good to your servers out there, everybody be good to each other. So like, yeah, with, I know you wanted to talk about mental health. Uh, there's really no easy way to like slide into it, but I've, I've been kind of, that's why I mentioned Ted Lasso last week. They talk about he was having panic attacks, the main character. No spoiler alert, everybody. They're on the they're at the end of season two, and you find that out in season one. So get on it. Uh, I don't know. It just it feels good that more and more people are trying to take the stigma away from mental health. So I think mm -hmm. we are going in the right direction there. Yeah. Uh that's why I try to like be very transparent when it comes to like what I'm going through. I know sometimes it might scare people, but uh I remember somebody telling me years ago, and this is before I started my mental health journey. They were like, you live this fabulous life. I said, you're all over the place. You're in Hollywood, you're in New York. You you do you know parties in Chicago, you know this person, that person, or you've hung out with these people. But then like, they didn't know that I was like really dying inside. <laughs> like I was just like, okay, yeah, outwardly I might be fabulous, but like on the inside, this is how I feel. And, uh, I remember when somebody told me what about stuff that I was going through mentally, uh, or even just to talk about it with some friends of mine in person, they were just like, I would have never known that you were going through that. Like, I always thought that you were like, like you were my goals. I always thought that you were somebody that I was trying to aspire to be, not knowing that you were going through this mental hell, you know? And uh, I get people, like I said before, like thanking me for it. Whereas like, I do understand there are some, some people who are probably like, oh my God, she's going through it again or whatever. But I've told myself that like, I wanted to end, I just, I, I just really want the fear of mental illness to end with me when it comes to my family. Because, you know, we all got problems and we, we, we've all had like kind of some messed up shit happen to us in our childhoods, during teenage years, during early adulthood. Uh, but I just really, when I, when I learned that like I had uh, mental health issues, I just really was like, okay, well, I could have found this out years ago as opposed to being like so scared to talk about it with people in my family. Um, thinking that it was one thing and it was something completely um, other with me personally. Um, I could have had all that stuff handled. Um, yeah, so that's my mental health story. <laughs> yeah. And hopefully, no, I mean, hopefully I can help somebody else out. Definitely. I Like Tyson Fury, the boxer who just won a, a, a big fight, it was one of the greatest heavyweight fights of all time against Deontay Wilder, who's also a great boxer. Uh, Fury had been very open about his mental health. Like he was suicidal. He was all sorts of stuff. So... You know, if you got the heavyweight champion of the world, this guy who's six foot nine, 280 pounds, also trying to push people away. It, it's, you know, the thing is that progress, we always want it to happen so quickly. Like you said, you want the mental health stigma in your family to end with you. And, and I, I believe it will. Everything just it goes, it goes back to patience, right? Like change is so yeah. frustratingly slow at times. Um yeah, because every now and then you come across people where you're like, you fucking still think that way. That's that's still how you are. You still think like a certain person's weak because they got depression. You still honestly don't understand that the brain is an organ, just like any other part of your body that needs to be worked on. You know, someone has yeah. lung cancer. Everyone feels sorry for them. If someone has like depression that turns into um, bipolar or whatever, and then people look at them like. I don't know, like they should be scrapped away or some shit like that. And that, that part is still very frustrating because you still see it in some circles, yeah. but some very ignorant circles, um, 
which which is good to see though that it's slowly fading away. Yeah, I've been very lucky enough to end up in uh, an industry where people they take it seriously. Uh, but then you do have some people who make fun of it or who talk about it. And I'm just thinking like, okay, but I'm actually hands on with my illness. Like I, I go see a therapist. I take uh, my anxiety pills because that's what I have. I have anxiety. Uh, so I do that. I take care of that. But how are you helping your situation? Oh, by fucking bitches in every city you go to and doing drinking a lot and doing lots of coke. Yeah, you're better than me, buddy. You know? I can't tell you how many times like I've heard those types of people talking about other people and saying that they're like jealous, not jealous, but they're, they're, they're crazy. It's like, no, you're just jealous. That's what it is. It's like this person has a handle on life and you have a handle of vodka. <laughs> like, yeah. We are not the same. <laughs> yeah, definitely. It's, uh, yeah, you know, that's the thing too. These people projecting all the time, they don't even realize it. I, I've come across so many people who, they're angry and they don't realize they're angry because they go, I'm a fun guy. And I'm like, yeah, you could be a fun person, but think about everything come out of your mouth is you bitching and complaining, but you are bitching and complaining about people you perceive to be bitchers and complainers. Uh -huh. So you don't think you're a bitcher and a complainer when you're like the worst, you're a bitcher, a complainer and a hypocrite. And, mm -hmm. and those people are very frustrating to be around because what they and a lot of other people who are similar to them, they wake up every day looking for something to be angry about. So, but they think they're only angry about people who are angry. But it's like you're never once taking a second to be like, all right, why is the others there are these other people angry? Maybe I should explore a little bit. Instead, it's like, oh, here we go again. These mm -hmm. people bitching every day about something. I'm like, that's what you do. You're bitching every day. Every you know, day. I've got too many people like that. You just have to cut those people off at a point because you're like, fuck this. Uh, you want to help a lot of people but in the same regard. You know, if you're a per I really do feel like if you're a person who's trying to, um, you know, constantly look to better yourself in different ways, and, and that doesn't mean you're not happy with who you currently are. You could fucking love the shit out of yourself right now. But right. I mean, just like, it's weird to me that there are some people who are not looking to be like, maybe I'll learn an instrument. Maybe I'll learn a language. Maybe I'll do, you know, just, you're just, what, you're 31 and you're just fucking done. That's, you've reached your potential. And if you're a person who's, again, looking to improve, hanging out with the people who aren't is like such a waste of your time. I feel like mm -hmm. yeah, it's hard. I mean, it's hard for people to hear that though. Most people like they don't, they don't look at, um, at waking up and like smoking every day as like them trying to have like a handle on their mental illness. You know, they don't look at it like that. Uh, they look at, you know, some, and I, I'm not saying that like everybody doesn't do that, but I, for the most part, what I've noticed that's that is the case. It's like, you know, you have something, you have some like some past trauma or something like that that you clearly don't want to deal with, that you you, you know, you don't want to talk about, you don't want to deal with, you don't want anybody else to know, which is why you don't go to therapy. Uh and, and maybe this is me being judgmental, but I don't know. I feel like if you if you can't go twenty four hours without smoking or drinking or any type of vice, then, you know, there's, there's something that, that you need to, to face. And, you know, it's definitely a part of uh, mental health, uh, wellness awareness, because it's like, um, you just, you have, you have to like, know something's up. Cause that ain't normal. Have you ever, have you ever been around a person where it's just like, they just cannot function without something. Yeah, of course. I'm a stand-up comedian. I'm around a lot of people who are like that. Um, but like somebody in your personal life, have you been able to do that? Like, is that the case? Um, Like personal, like someone I hang out with a couple times a week or someone I'm with every day? Someone you're with every day or like no, you I've guys been fortunate go out enough. and you have a good time with that person. No, you're fortunate enough to just like chill with your wife and the boys? Yeah, I mean... Yeah, no, I've never, there was a time in my twenties where I remember looking back thinking, shit, when was the last time I went a day without at least one drink? And I remember uh -huh. like thinking, oh, I think it's been several, several months. Um, but it's not like I was drunk every day, but like right. being a comedian, you go out every day to do comedy 
and mm -hmm. it's there, right? It's it's part. You walk into the venue. Hey, can I get you something to drink? Yeah, I'll take a Miller. You know, if it's free, especially you're saying yes, and you're in your twenties. You that's what you do. But then I, you know, I think I've I've got some friends who I'm very close with where I'm kind of like you got to slow down a little bit. But they're so mm -hmm. high functioning that it's you know it's kind of weird to see. But then again, we don't see what's behind closed doors, and. I think another hard thing for a lot of people to not understand the people who aren't going through mental illnesses of any kind, um, which I think everyone is in a, a agree or another, I but feel like uh, everybody is a little crazy, <laughs> right? You know, yeah. Um, they don't know what to say to certain friends who have it harder than they have it. Uh, you know, cause I, I got a buddy who every now and then I'll text, but like, Hey, what's going on? And he'll, he'll be like, ah, just, I'm pretty depressed right now, man. I'm not really going anywhere tonight or I don't know. And I'm like, oh shit. And I don't know what to say anymore. You know what I mean? It used to be, I'd say certain things, but then I, as you, you realize saying that shit doesn't even help them a lot of times. A lot right. of times they don't want to hear it. You know, you want to tell them, ah, you'll be better in the morning. Go for a run, drink some water. Like they hear all that shit. They hear that shit all the time. They know I should read more. I should meditate. I should get eight hours of sleep. I should eat healthier. I should exercise. I should get some more sunshine. I should talk to the people I like, you know, all that kind of stuff. I should turn off social media. They hear it so much that you adding to it almost doesn't help. But in the same regard, yeah. a lot of times you saying that is just your way of saying, Hey, I care about you. Did you try it? You know, you want to, you don't want to just be like, Hey man, you coming out tonight? No, I'm depressed. All right. Well, fucking let me know when you're happy. Click. Like you don't want to be that person. <laughs> no, don't be that person. But also understand that sometimes some people are, it's going to be like, okay, like, I'm telling you I'm depressed and you're basically telling me not to be depressed. Like you don't know what I'm dealing with right now. So like, I feel like while that is one of the worst things you could possibly say to somebody like, Oh, don't do, don't be depressed. But it's like, at least this person is saying this to me. So I can know that like this person cares. Um, I don't know. They let me know they care in like a kind of, it's not roundabout, but it's like a some sort of like kind of like nonchalant way, like oh, just don't don't be don't be depressed. Like if I could, I would. Like if I if I could be happy, I definitely would right now. Yeah, it's not a switch. You're not. No, you can't just not. turn it on or off. I mean, do you have any go tos? Any like little quick? You know, it's it's all short term stuff. But you ever have it where it's like, I'm gonna go play. Like for me, sometimes I'm like, I gotta go play this video game for a little bit like i'll play like old school nintendo games like if i'm just like kind of pissed off and i need to like reset you know i'll play uh, dr mario or um uh, rbi baseball they're old school games but like do you have like i'm gonna go eat some ice cream do you like like you know, well, i'm gonna jerk off real quick like i don't know what you gotta uh, do but like we're all different we're all different is what i'm saying <laughs> well my thing is i like to my favorite thing in the world is to uh lay in bed and watch the golden girls while i'm eating my Haagen-Dazs ice cream that's my favorite go-to. If And then if I don't feel good after that, like the very next morning, if I don't feel good, then I, I'll tell myself, okay, like, why don't you like create something? So I have a coloring book here. I try to like, you know, color in the coloring books to like kind of relieve my stress or I'll like, uh, I'll cook. Cause that's a, that's a way to create something. Uh, and if that doesn't work, then I'll pick up my camera and I'll just like go around the city and just try to take pictures of people, which is like how I got into photography anyway, was to, um... yes, not to cut you off, but sometimes <laughs> I like people to promote. No, I want you to promote your Instagram page with your photography before, you know, people promote at the end of an episode. And then by the end, people are already turning off the episode promote real quick and everyone go pause the podcast and go follow Jessica's Instagram with all her <laughs> photography, which is fantastic. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, it's Jessica Lene L E N A I photography. Uh, you can find me on Instagram. I'm currently working on a website with like all my pricing and stuff like that because more and more people have been asking me to do stuff, and I'm like, y'all really like this? Like, all right, cool, let's do it. Um, yeah, <laughs> I just try to like you know take pictures and like uh, I was always trying to go around and like try to like. Um, take pictures of people like just doing their thing. But then like one of the things I noticed, especially when I was working um, at the comedy club, comedians love to have their pictures taken. So I just started to get better by asking them like, hey, can I come up to this show? Can I practice this here? Can I do that? Whatever, whatever. And uh, more and more people, they started to like that. 
like my photography and then that actually led to me actually producing chronic laughs so that's another thing that helps with uh my depression is like having something to look forward to like creating something every right now is every month but like just looking forward to like bringing something together you know that's uh that's definitely been something to like help me with my depression that's great yeah i think yeah creating you know having something to look forward to um, yeah. it's definitely a big thing. Any kind of like projects, you know, when I was younger, I remember yeah. thinking to myself, you, you know, when you're younger, you're going like, you're riding your bike around the neighborhood or something. You see some old person digging in a garden. You're like, why the fuck are you doing that? Like who gives a shit? And then who knows? Maybe that's something that gives them peace or whatever. But then again, don't be one of those old fucks that gets mad when someone cuts across your grass. I never understood those people. If you're one of those old pieces of shit listening, did you really think to yourself when you were 25, that when you were 70, you were going to give a shit if someone cuts through your, your fucking bullshit flowers or something? Obviously, if they're stomping on them, you're like, get the fuck out of here, kid. But every now and then, I'll still see. I threw my dog's poop into someone's garbage can because they lived up the corner. And this dude mm -hmm. gave me a look like, you son of a bitch. And I wanted to be like, hey, asshole. It says property of the city of Chicago in your garbage can. I could put a right. fucking dead body in there if I wanted to. That's so weird. I didn't it's know people. people why do you that, care? Like, like hell, I would rather you throw it away than put it in my like leave it in my garden. But uh, that's weird. Yeah, but my grandfather's one of those people. Like my grandfather is very like. Grass? He oh my god! Like you can't park in front of his house unless like you live there. You can't park in front of his walkway. I'm like it's a sidewalk. Like, too, uh, you can't you can't walk on his grass, and I'm think I'm thinking like I don't know, but I I always thought that was like an older black man thing, but I didn't realize it was like a like a universal it's an old thing. person like, thing. Yeah, it's an old person thing just in general. See, I used to always like make excuses like, oh, my grandparents like they didn't grow up like people actually owning their property, so like now they want to take care like you know. Uh, they want they want to take care of their own property, the, what they own, you know. But then now but that's totally like, no. These motherfuckers just crazy. <laughs> <laughs> they, but that that would make sense though. It's like you own the property, you want it to be taken really good care of. I told I totally yeah. understand where that's coming from. But as far I don't, it's not a black or white thing. I think it's just like you hit a certain age type of no, thing. No, you're too. right. You're right. I always I always thought that because I never I never saw that when I lived in the suburbs as a teenager. I never saw like older white people be like, get off of my lawn. I never saw, I never saw that. So like you know, I was like, oh my god, my grandfather's so crazy. But then like you know. I, you know, I've got to live more and like living out in Los Angeles, like those people really don't want you to walk on their grass. And I'm like, oh, shit. like they would literally tell you, I was sick my dogs on you for walking my grass. Like what? That actually happened to me. It was like, girl, it's like, and you know, LA, like it's like your sidewalk, the sidewalk is like that big. So just imagine somebody going off on you about a sidewalk that big. Yeah, you I know. Lot, that's, that's pretty crazy. <laughs> um, like, is it yeah, really that fun. serious? I've realized, yeah, exactly. I mean, it's not that serious. I've realized though that we need more and more integration because then people realize, oh, we are so much similar. Erica Nicole Clark once had a post. Uh, she's a hilarious comedian. Everyone, she's been on this podcast a, a lot yeah. of times. Where it was, I think, an Instagram post where she said, like, um, you know, black people will keep adding thirty seconds to the microwave time instead of just hitting three minutes from the start or something like that. And I'm like, I've been doing that my whole life. Everybody does that. I don't think that's, I'm sure there are Asian and Latin people who do. I don't think that's like any one group could claim being oh dumb God. in a sense. You know what I mean? Like, not that it's dumb. You're like, I don't know how fucking long to reheat this. Not everything has instructions on how to reheat. Um, so yeah, I don't know. That one made me laugh. And then every now and then I'll scroll through Twitter and I'm like, no, everybody does that. I don't think that's just, or there yeah. are some stuff where I'm like, oh shit, I thought that was just, I thought that was just like an Irish thing, but I guess it's not. Uh, well, let's well, we're shift living gears in our here. world. We're living in our world, though. That's true. Everyone's it's a product of their environment. Like, my world is black. I don't know what your world is, but I do know that other black people do that like all the time. But yes, that's so yeah, that's, that's true. So true. But that's my point, though. We're all living in different worlds where I feel like if we blend our worlds a little bit more, we'd be like, oh, yeah, we're all doing dumb things. Um, here, I'm, we're going to end on some fun stuff. I haven't done this one in a while. It's a segment I used to do on the podcast fairly frequently. And it's uh, a game of fuck, Mary kill figured oh, wow. I had a fun addition for you. Um, now it's three white dudes 
obviously you are into whatever, but I chose these types of white dudes because you joked with me about finding redheaded guys. Like <laughs> you joked about being into redheads. So I've picked three redheads, three famous redheads for you to fuck, marry, or kill. The three are th this one though. I don't know if it's a redhead. He's borderline. In one movie, I'm like, it might be reddish. In another movie, I'm like, this dude has brown hair. Michael Fassbender, do you consider him a redhead? Yes, I do. Okay, so he's one. Michael Fassbender, Magneto, everybody, from the new X-Men movies. Mm -hmm. And he's been a bunch of stuff. Harry Styles, Conan O'Brien. Oh, okay. Ugh. Well, I'm going to kill Harry Styles. There you um. go. Because what if I did Prince Harry? Would you kill him too? No, I wouldn't. Now that would that would just be a straight up Mary. You so you I like, would marry I thought, Okay, so let's take Harry Styles out then. We'll do <laughs> Prince Harry, Magneto, <laughs> Michael Fassbender, and Conan. So I think you're gonna kill Conan. I feel like. No. Well, I mean, oh. I know you're not killing Michael Fassbender. You've told me you're a big fan of his. No, it's, I'm, I'll marry Michael Fassbender because he's an Aries and Leo's and Aries are compatible. Even though the last Aries I dated was an incredible piece of shit. Hold on. Let me see what Conan's zodiac sign is. There we go. I'm trying, I've already guessed what Conan is. Let's see. He's probably born in. Oh, he's also an Aries. So I have what to, month is Aries for everybody listening who doesn't know this uh, shit? Late March, early April. Okay. Or or to mid like late March, mid April, like that. Cool. Time. So all right. Uh, I unfortunately I'll have to kill uh, Prince Harry. Wow, uh, you're so close to, to to banging him and marrying him, but now he's now it's off the table. He's a Virgo, so I can't. All right, fair <laughs> enough. And then you're marrying Michael Fassbender, and then you're banging Conan. Yeah, I would do that. It's good. Yeah, Conan's like, like I used to six six. Yeah, I've, I used to have a crush on Conan O'Brien, especially like remember when he couldn't like be on TV for a while. He had a, a beard. That beard was nice. Yeah. I was like, that that was a good look. Yeah, he's well, very skinny, long and leg guy. Uh, I saw that you tweeted that you were a big Chris Evans fan, but he's not a redhead, so I didn't throw him in there. No, but Chris Evans is just. Oh. Don't Every get me woman started. on the planet loves Chris Evans. That man is gorgeous. Like, like, how is it possible that he looks even better now than he did in like not another team movies? Like, oh well, I mean, the, the, I'll give him credit. He could rock a beard, and he could not mm -hmm. rock a beard. He's got both going pretty good. Because some people, they can't. They're not equally good looking both ways. Sometimes you're better with the beard, better without. I'm not saying the people who are better with the beard are ugly without. But I feel like that dude is pretty equal, beard or no beard. You could, you, you wouldn't give a shit, you know. Um, yeah. And he's cool. The longer you know, hair, great the longer hair in uh, Xfinity Wars was Infinity that it? War. Yeah. See, what's Xfinity? Xfinity the is the Comcast cable. You're thinking, yeah, Avengers: Infinity War. Listen, movie before I Avengers only saw Endgame. in the past few years. I've only seen all the Marvel movies that. Uh, Black Panther was in. So Civil War, I do remember seeing that, and I was only awake for Chadwick Boseman scenes. Went right back to sleep. I still don't know what happened in that movie. I don't know why there was a Civil War. Great, it's uh, a great movie, by the way. They're all great movies. You should I'll give them another run. And I know you got to meet Chadwick Boseman, R.I.P. Great dude. Yeah, I didn't meet I him, did. but I was a big fan of his work. Yeah, actually, uh, it would be the four-year anniversary. Actually, yesterday was the four-year anniversary of when I met him. I thought you were going to say four years of being dead. I'm like, that doesn't sound right. No. How, how long was this pandemic? <laughs> Jesus Christ. He's been dead for four years? Fuck. No. Um, all right. Well, here, here's a fun one then. Chris Evans, Chadwick Boseman, or who's the third superhero from the Marvel movies? Um, Chris Hemsworth, Thor. Um, I would kill Chris Hemsworth. Uh, I, I I don't find him attractive at all. <laughs> like he's really? like one, No, he's attractive, but he's one of those people who is just like so attractive that you really can't. I just I wouldn't be able to handle it. Like, nah. Like, I like you have to have like you a little me. bit of ugly, like a like a skosh of ugly. I gotcha. Yeah, he's he's in. Plus, he's got long hair, clogged the drain. You know, it's uh, he looks like he'd he'd be way too into smelling better than everyone around him. You know, you feel like. 
Well, he's Australian, yeah. so I don't know. I don't know about that. Actually, the one, not. That's true. The one Australian person I dated, they did not smell too good. It was two dates, and I was like, he smells like balls. Like yeah, <laughs> too much Foster's beer. Actually, Australians hate Foster's. They call it piss. It's a it's a beer from Australia, but it's like their it's like their PBR, and they can't believe like, Americans like it. And I'm like, Americans don't really even like Fosters. I never heard someone say, "Let's get a twelve or a Fosters." I can't uh, even tell you the last time I even saw that in the grocery store or at the at the uh, liquor store in general, like Fosters. I think they sell it in forties now in like a comically big can. I think that's the deal with Fosters now. Forty ounces. No, I'm good. <laughs> that's cool. Well, Jessica, I enjoyed the hell out of having you on this podcast. <laughs> I did. I did. Um, next time you're on, I want you to ask me who I would fuck, marry, or kill. So you got to come up with some good ones. You didn't ask me Or you me can now. come up with some right now if you want. We got time. We got a few more minutes. No. Okay. Okay. Well, I was going to. Gonna... spot. <laughs> I was actually going to ask you how you felt about Megan, Megan Markle. So I guess I'll do Royal Family Edition. Okay. Fuck Mary Kill, Mary, not Mary, Megan. Uh, what's the boring one's name? Kate. Kate. Uh, and her sister Pippa. Fuck Mary Kill. I don't know what Pippa looks like. Hold on, let me let me. Uh, she was the one with the Pippa. nice little round booty. She was carrying her uh, her sister's train. Pippa Middleton is Kate's sister. I gotta get some better images than her wearing a stupid ass hat. Pippa. Middleton. See, this, right. is why, images. this is Sorry, why I like this you is so much. Slow you go podcasting. off, you have, you have like, you go off like on a random tangent for like a second and it just cracks me up. Like, who the fuck is this? It's like, um, you know what? I'm going to, I think I'm going to do what Harry did. I'm going to marry Meghan Markle. Um, because okay. I liked her in that show, Suits. And she plays a, a FedEx delivery girl in the movie Horrible Bosses, which I think is one of the most underrated comedies of the last 20, 10 years or so. <laughs> it came out in like 2012, Horrible Bosses. Check it out. Jason Bateman, Jason Sudeikis, that dude Charlie from It's Always Sunny. Um, Jamie Foxx steals the movie in his scenes. Um, <laughs> I'm going to, so I'm going to marry Meghan Markle. I'm going to bang Kate Middleton, right? Um, and then I'm going to kill her sister. But, You're gonna um, kill Pippa. Yeah, I, I've, you know, and that's I don't, I've never heard of Pippa till today. She's she, she rock a pair of sunglasses. I give her that. She looks pretty good in these stuff. She's got uh, she seems she's pretty, but uh, her sister's hotter. Kate's hotter, but really, I don't know if I, I don't. I think Kate looks well, like a mom Kate, to me. Well, Kate is a mom now, but I remember when like, Kate first she, burst you, out of the scene, I was into her. But just because you are a mom doesn't mean you have to look like a mom. No, see, they look a lot alike. Kate Middleton, her eyes sparkle a little bit more than her sister's. They're very similar. Now I'm standing think, by this. Yeah, Kate. Kate's got a tight little body in this one photo right here. Um, I think uh, Kate and Meghan Markle look alike. Like, is it just me? But I feel like they have like similar features. Their face shape is kind of similar. There's a photo of them next to each other. I don't know. This is this is hard for the audio podcast. Everyone, you guys look up these three on your own if you're listening. <laughs> but Megan Markle, yeah, I think I'd want to marry her because as an American, I'd have the most in common with her overall. Um, I like, I, there's enough English people I like a lot, but Kate, I feel like just one time, you know, <laughs> I bet you, I bet she's, I, I don't know, I think she's got a wild side to it. So I think it'd be pretty fun. Um, and then I'm, and then I'm getting killer. I don't want to kill anyone, obviously, but I, in this game, you got to kill someone. I'm going to kill her sister. I want to tell her that I killed her sister because it might interfere with the banging. She might be like, I don't want to bang someone who killed my sister. So you don't want to put that out there. So I'd have to oh be like, God. oh my God, I'll help you find the killer. And then she'd be like, thank you for being there for me. And then the banging <laughs> would naturally happen while we're on the search for the killer. I think, I think that makes the most sense. And then I go back home to my wife, Megan Markle, and I'll be like, you wouldn't believe what I fucking did. And then she'll be like, oh, my God, you cheated on me. I'm like, I had to calm her down. I didn't want her to think I killed her sister. And then she'd be like, good point, good point. I'm like, see, thinking about our future, she'd appreciate that. Megan's supportive as hell like that. We know that. <laughs> All right, everyone. This has been the Joe Kilgallen Podcast. I got to go pick up my kid from school. Jessica, everyone, follow her photography on Instagram. You can follow her as well. Don't be creepy, though. Um, I always warn people that when I have a female guest when it comes to Instagram. You never know. Never know who's going to creep into the DMs, Jessica. 
Well, I'm single, so let it happen. There you go. All right. Green light, everyone. Go, go, go. Uh, all right. Thanks again for being on the podcast. Uh, mention your uh, Instagram handles one more time. Uh, Jessica.Lene. I'm sorry. Yeah, Jessica.Lene Photography. Um, that's on Instagram. You can also catch uh, Chronic Labs Comedy Show at uh, Chronic Labs Comedy. And then you can also follow me on Instagram, just my own personal page, which is at Jessica.Lene. Hell yeah. That's been the Joe Kilgallen podcast, AKA Kilgallen's pub. Thank you to everyone for listening. Don't forget to check out the Patreon. If you can cheers to you and yours.